Hey, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen. Gentlemen. That Taxi Podcast can be found on all kinds of platforms. Platforms. But we want to invite you to become a patron on Podbean. Podbean. As a patron, you'll find some exclusive content just for you. Just for you. Hurry before time runs out. Time will not run out. Coming up in today's episode of That Taxi Podcast. But um, then when he said, oh, I have some corn here. Did you think twice about that? No, I didn't want corn because it would stick in my teeth. And then I'd be walking around with corn teeth. Did you see the corn? It had I didn't of, see. I didn't it even look at it. had bits of meat all over oh, it. Oh, did it? Because <laughs> it was sitting in with the meat. So here's your vegan option. <laughs> corn. <laughs> corn with bacon. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so. see, two drinks, I know I could still drive. It's just if a cop did pull me over and put the thing in my mouth and said blow, it would show up. And then I'm talking about the PBT, right? Yeah, the, the breath. Four-hour breath test. Because you yeah. said he put something in your mouth and said blow. <laughs> that so. might get me out of the ticket. <laughs> well, not the way you blow. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so I'll leave that one alone. When I get grounded, I would be expected to stay in my room, but I would make a representation that I was doing my time. Okay. They could check in. They would see me in my room doing uh-huh. whatever. Crying. <laughs> Drawing pictures of adults being hanged by the neck with guns oh, pointed at them. Good Lord. Who hurt you? <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Welcome to That Taxi Podcast. I'm Thomas. And I'm Taxi David, author of Too Much to Handle, a series of hilarious cartoons of all the crazy things that happen in and around my taxi. Thanks for jumping into our cab for a ride along. Yeah, we've been driving taxi for years and we love to talk about work. You mean bitch about work. Yeah, okay, that's true. Everybody does bitch about work. We know you'll find this entertaining. Sure will, because we have a unique point of view as nighttime taxi drivers. That Taxi Podcast drops every Wednesday on Spotify and wherever else you get this podcast. Uh, Thomas, I think you mean to say wherever you get your podcast. No, Einstein. I mean wherever they get this podcast. I don't care where they get their other podcasts. (laughs) Okay, okay, yes. Uh, Okay, well, let's go. Off we go. There's one thing in my life that's missing. It's the time that I spend alone. Sailing on the cool and bright clear waters. It's kind of a special feeling. Rolling down the street, smoking Indo, sipping on gin and juice. That's your bitch with my mind on my money and my money on my mind. What's up, my man? How is it going? Snoop Dogg in the house. Yeah, I don't know. No? No. You know, when he first came out, I thought his name was Snoopy Dog Dog. And I said, hey, have you heard that new guy named Snoopy Dog? <laughs> One of my friends at work just busted up laughing. I don't know why. There was a kid in one of the schools I was, te- I was teaching some behavior disorder kids at a school. And this kid was listening to something on his... CD player. Okay. Walkman. Yeah. CD player. And I said, what are you, what are you listening to? And it was, it was Dr. Dre. Oh, Dr. Dre. Yeah. And it was, uh, it's a hard knock life okay. for us. And I didn't know they had put it on. I said, oh, that's from Annie. From Annie. Yeah. And he goes, what? Yeah. I said, it's from Annie. It's from a, a musical. And he goes, a music video? I said, no, a musical. Right. And he's like. On uh, Broadway. And, well, he didn't know what I meant by a uh, musical. He had never seen a musical. 
Sure. So I said, guess what we're watching in class tomorrow? And I brought Annie oh, in no. the next day and I played it. And you know what he did? He pulled his CD out and he threw it across the room when that song came on. But well, it, yeah, because all his <laughs> friends kicked his ass for listening to a musical. <laughs> but Dr. Dre's uh, sampling of Annie was poignant, was relevant, was something that he related to, which is why he liked that. The kid liked that okay. song. You know, it's a hard knock life. For but us. When he found out the true origin. Yeah. He took issue. I think he just was embarrassed that it was a bunch of little girls oh, singing, oh. you know. So interesting. It might have been a realiz realization of sampling to him, mm. <laughs> you know, that they pull these yeah. mus music from everywhere. Yeah. Nothing's original, you no. know. Do you remember the big controversy when Vanilla Ice uh, oh. took the David Bowie and Queen soundtrack? Dun, 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 dun. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That was I a big fucking fight over that. Well, you want to talk about Vanilla Ice and controversy? <laughs> If there's people who don't know what we're talking about, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Vanilla Ice. Did we're you know old. he performed right back behind us yes. here at that bar? Yes. Yeah. That was uh, that was really interesting, yeah. too. He's from the hard streets of Minneapolis. Minnesota. Turns out he wasn't, boys yeah. and girls. He was from California. Neither is Kid Rock, rich, though. rich cheerleader. Right. Kid Rock tries to play off that he's this badass from the inner city streets of Detroit, but he actually grew up on a fucking apple orchard, you know, so, yeah. I mean, he has yeah. no clue. Um. Arsenio Hall called out Vanilla Ice oh. on air. I watched that episode. He was really nice to him, letting him talk, and then he tore him down. Told him he was disrespecting the show and everything. I don't remember if he kicked him off or not, but boy, did he put that kid on the spot. It's great. Yep. Uh, anyway, how was your uh, how was your week? I don't know, man. You know, I wasn't even here. This You're right. Week. You were gone. Val yeah. or Valentine's that you were gone for Mother's Day. I was. I was a good boy. I went to yeah. home for Mother's Day, cross country, yeah. to take my 91-year-old mother out for Mother's Day. Nice. Where'd you guys go? Uh, we actually went to IHOP, but that's what she wanted. <laughs> okay, that's true. Yeah. You got to go where she wants. Yeah. Is there, where you live, is there a really expensive place to go? Oh, yeah. Be? There's uh, some spendy places to go, but uh, I was kind of glad she chose IHOP because it wasn't as busy as some of the more fancier Mother's Day type. Sure. Yeah. So sure. It was good. When you uh, when you visited, you mentioned that she lives in a yurt. Did you stay in the yurt? She doesn't actually live in a yurt. Oh, okay. You were you were making was, my chain. Right. I was oh. being funny. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah well, but it was a good. You know, I'm and I'm a good boy. Did she pat you on the head? Say, thank you, yeah. Shani. Yeah. Thank you, Shani, just for like, visiting me. Just like your mom does. Yeah. I did not go visit my mom. She lives in the Midwest now, and uh, we could have taken the same flight, and you could have drove from Detroit. Probably could have, hmm. but I do not like Iowa. I do not. So is that a Dr. Seuss reference? Yes, I do not like Iowa, Sam. I am. Yeah, I do not like Iowa, Thomas, my friend. Thomas, my friend. Iowa, I do not like. Why is that? <sighs> Are you allergic to corn? No, no, I love corn. It's, Are you uh, allergic to Field of Dreams? I'm allergic to nothing. <laughs> I'm aller I'm allergic to nothing, 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 nothing. I'm allergic to a tiny little town where everybody knows everybody's business. I'm okay. allergic to a tiny little town where it's, oh, a black person. I'm allergic to a that. tiny little town where once you leave, you drive thirty miles in a straight line to the next little clump of trees, which is a town. Some people kind of like that. Oh, oh, absolutely. I'm allergic to it. Okay. Yeah. It feels stifling. So, uh, well, um, what about you? What happened this week? 
Um, well, nothing. I was bored. I didn't have you to talk to. I did do the editing for our last uh, podcast, and I just finished the... It was the one we, were, we interviewed people who had tattoos. And oh, everything. yeah, yeah. And, and you said something during one of the interviews, and I left it in because I thought it was a curious thing, and I kind of wanted to follow up on it and talk about it. You, uh, Two guys, they were talking to us about their tattoos, but they came to us with a bunch of meat, and they gave me one of their ribs, and they offered you ribs, and you said, I don't eat meat. I said that? You said, I don't eat meat. <laughs> I know you do, and I'm not being metaphoric or anything right. like that. Right, that, that was just my excuse. You know I have an aversion to accepting food from oh, people I don't I see. know. I see. So when I said, okay. I don't eat meat, that was just my way of saying, I'm sorry I don't accept food from people I don't know, which, you know... Fair enough, because they just walked on right. the sidewalk with some... And you knew them, but I didn't yeah, know them. Yeah, yeah, but I didn't know them like that. Okay, yeah. And I have to admit, I did take one and I ate that. Mm -hmm. You're right. If I think if I, I think if I had thought twice, I would have said no. Oh, really? You know why I probably said yes? Because I wanted to ingratiate ourselves to the conversation. Right. You know, it's like uh, when you go somewhere and say, somebody, can I, can I get you a, a glass of water or, or a Coke or something like that? Mm -hmm. you, you say yes. Yeah to be there being a cordial host and you right. yeah so um, but then when he said oh, i have some corn here <laughs> did you think twice about that no i didn't want corn because it would stick in my teeth and then i'd be walking around with corn teeth and did, so, did you see the corn it had i didn't of, see i didn't it even had look bits at of it. meat all over oh, it because it? <laughs> it was sitting in with the meat <laughs> so. so here's your vegan option <laughs> corn corn with bacon yes <laughs> And slathered, slathered in, uh, slathered, slathered, <laughs> slathered in, uh, in Barbecue meat sauce. juices yeah. and sauces. Yeah. That was funny. So you don't just caught that when you were editing. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, and I, I thought that was funny. Um, other than that, nothing really uh, this week. I really did like that going out and asking people about tattoos. Yes. And I don't want to continue to do the same question every time. So we're going to have to come up with maybe some other random questions to and ask people. It was your it was your perspective though that people who have tattoos are interested in talking about them and I that's not a world I'm familiar with so mm -hmm. I didn't I didn't imagine that. Kind of like motorcycles, you know, you talk to people about their motorcycle, they love to talk about their motorcycles. Sure. So I guess I do understand that now. Um I would imagine we should be coming up with topics that are like that. Mm -hmm. Things that we they would be happy to talk to us about. Are we ready to spin the wheel? Yes, let's spinneth thine the wheel. Welcome to the Dispatcher. We've hijacked the spinning wheel from the classic board game, The Game of Life. And each number on that wheel is assigned a different topic for us to discuss. And just like our conversations in the taxi, we never know what we're going to talk about. Yeah, that's what makes what we do so real. So let's see where the dispatcher sends us now. The dispatcher. 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 Spinneth that. Oh, I already have the whistle. All right. There we go. Four. Four is life-changing events Ooh, a life changer huh yeah these are hard um they can be do you have any life-changing events because i have to think well just from driving cab i can actually tell every now and then i will have when i'm asleep 
uh, I will have a dream about work. Oh my God. And it's okay. not like a normal work day where you go in, get the car, go pick someone up and take them home. It's always, you get sent to this address and you get there and then you know how dreams are. When you get there, you happen to be on a bicycle, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then six people, <laughs> six people come out. <clears throat> and they want to go 30 miles and you oh i can okay yeah no worry and then you start you know start out and of course it's uphill and so i'm not sure what those dreams mean i'm sure it means has something to do with feeling inadequate maybe um usually what you do um i got into dream analysis and stuff and obviously it's a lot like reading tea leaves or whatever right, you know you were doing wet dream analysis that's <laughs> something different no. um usually what you do is Try to remember a thing, like you mentioned, a bicycle. Okay. And then you look up what so a bicycle is. A part is. of the dream? Yeah. Because according, according to Carl Jung, uh, man and his symbols, things mean things to different people in different ways, but there are some core things that no matter where you are in the world, they have the same significance. Like a okay. spider represents wealth, or a, uh, I don't know if that's true, a horse might represent strength. It doesn't matter if you're in some Aboriginal tribe in Australia or in England or in California. Typically, there are certain symbols in dreams that are consistent. Well, I think in the, board. in the example I gave, it's pretty obvious that I'm not feeling prepared for something. I don't think the bicycle actually has anything to do with it. It's just a, okay. it's just a representation of not being ready or prepared sure. for the task that you have to complete. Sure, sure. And not necessarily meaning right. taxiing. Right, right. Yeah. It, it could be anything. Yeah. I, I've had the dream of... But don't you hate dreaming about work because then you feel like you haven't gotten any rest? Yeah, you wake up exhausted. Right. Yeah. I, I totally know that. So I, I would agree. This is life-changing because if you think about everybody all of these people listening to us have had a dream about work in some way right and do you think it's always that type of thing where you don't feel ready or adequate or prepared for something coming up yeah and they have the or do you think can you, they think about work is like well i went to work and someone gave me a hundred dollar tip you know could that be their dream i think it mostly what? deals with inadequacy right okay. i mean it's not often we walk away from a dream waking up going I'm the greatest. Hmm. Maybe it does. I don't know. That's not true. I used to have flying dreams and I would feel amazing and confident. Right. I don't, I don't have very many flying dreams anymore, which makes me sad. It's occasional, but not very high. It'd be something like you knew you were starting out on a new adventure and, uh, yeah. yeah. Or my confidence level is a representation sure. of flying. Like I'm flying high, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. That is a life-changing experience when you're working in a job and then the job infiltrates your dream. Yes. That's so do you think housekeepers have that kind of dream where they get to work and there's 6,000 dishes and plates in the sink that they have to... Sure. Yeah, and they have like a sponge that's maybe three by four, <laughs> you know, a tiny little square of a sponge that they have to use. Yeah. And there's a boss saying, this needs to be done in five minutes yeah. or something like that. Right. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to piggyback off that. I do have dreams about work and in the same way it has been a motorcycle. I've had okay. a motorcycle. I realize I forgot my helmet and oh. I'm going to get pulled over any minute. I know. Uh -huh. um, and then I get a group of three who need a ride. 
but I can't fit them all on the motorcycle. Okay. So I tell them I'm going to go back to my taxi and get my taxi, and I'll come back and get you. Uh-huh. But then I can't find my taxi. Uh-huh. That happens to me a lot. Like, I'll park my taxi supposedly somewhere. And then and a friend I'll... takes and moves it a block away? <laughs> <laughs> so you have him arrested? So Thomas and I have had an argument. <laughs> Is it an argument? I think and... it's just more of a discussion. Thomas thinks that it's okay to steal my car. No, and... I don't want to say steal. I want to say... Okay, let's say... I'll say let's... Thomas thinks it's okay to take my car without my permission... And drive it a block away or something let's, as a joke. That's not still not perspective enough. Did I'm, I give you permission? Permission. I am saying you go into a bar and leave your car running, and while you're gone, I see your car's running. I hop in and I move it away a block, and then come without back without my permission. Right, and then I come back and say, "Ha ha, look what I did!" Right. And you said you would call the cops. I would call the cops, even though I came back and said, "Look what I did." Now I did give Thomas a caveat. I said you can do that as long as you don't move it more than ten feet, because more than ten feet is grand theft auto Uh and the reason i have this sensitivity which thomas is not taking into consideration is because someone did do that to me and it pissed me the fuck off i can understand don't fuck with my car and so from this point on it doesn't matter if someone takes my car from my position from its position i will call the cops Uh i don't care who it is they didn't have my permission which means it's theft. But I have your permission to move it 10 feet. Sure, knock yourself out. Okay, so if I move it 10 feet, get out, close the door, get back in and move it 10 more feet, get out and close the door, move it 10 more feet. Oh, and you've just moved it 30 feet. No, I've only moved it 10 feet at a time. So there's worse things in life than to worry about a friend moving your car block. And... Right. So, given the consequence, Thomas is trying to find a way to somehow convince me that, well, okay, Thomas, since it'll be you, I'm okay with you taking my car. I'm only telling you, Thomas, what the consequence is. What you choose to do is entirely up to you. Uh Now, if a cop arrests you, you would look to me and say, David, you're a jerk, but you don't understand. Okay, good. You would say, I accept this consequence, Mr. Officer, because I did know that he would call the cops and I chose oh, I to do it I, anyway. I would I would lie my ass off and say, you told me I could move your car. Well, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they'd only have to ask me. Mm-hmm. And I'm the one who and would say my no. My word against yours. <laughs> and it's my car. Because I came back with your keys and said, here you go, David. And he said, what the fuck did you do? You stole my car. I'm like, right, no, yeah. here's your car keys right here, man. Yeah, and you, you, said, to you, move, you said to move your car. I did. Despite all of Thomas's reasoning. The consequence would stick. Right. You're the 1% of the millions of people who would call a cop on their friend for moving their car a block. But without their permission. Right. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. And I'm that 1%. What if your, what if your son See, did this it? is where he goes. What if, what if, okay, what, what if, if your son what if? did it? You are not talking about that, are you, though? I am You're right talking now. about you. What if your son saw your car at the I'll worry about that it? then. Okay. Let's right. go. Let's go. We're yeah. right wasting daylight here. Okay. But... For me, doing this job, a life-changing experience would be I learned not to drink and drive. Okay. Like, Had you you ever drunk and drive before? Yeah, I I have. Um, I distinctly remember noticing the cops were out there pulling over so many people that I hadn't seen before. It's not something I saw every day, but if you you drive the taxi, you're in the cab for like six to eight. And hours beyond the wheel yeah. yeah and you see it a lot sure so i wasn't aware of how prevalent it was and i learned very quickly um even after one drink it just i make 
so much. I make enough money that it it would be dumb to throw my entire oh yeah unquote, career out the window right. uh, because of one drink or two mm-hmm. drinks. It's just not worth it. And that's something I've passed on to my children. Just don't. Right. There's you know? no reason to. Yeah. And I live in a town that's 25 minutes away. Yeah. So I have to make a plan anyway if I'm going to come out mm-hmm. and drink. My kids, two of them, live in town. Live in town. Right. You know? They can walk home if they, they want to. They could walk. They could yeah. ride a bike. They could hitchhike. They yeah. could. There's a, And even if they did leave their car downtown, they could get back to it on a city bus, a taxi, sure. an Uber. Mm-hmm. You know, it's too easy to get back to your car and not be a consequence. Yeah. So that was a big deal. Maybe part of the thing is people get away with it so many times yeah. that they don't realize the risk they are taking. No, that's 100% true. Yeah. Um, that's why I did. I remember when the city was given a stipend for, uh, I think they did zero tolerance mm-hmm. for a little while there. I don't know if they're still at it, but there was this promotion. So I did a popo promotion in my car. Right. You talked about that already. Yeah. Just find out how many cops are moving around. And how many times have you gotten someone who gets in, gets in the car and says, I'll never get a DUI again. That's why I called you. So many. Right. Or after my second one, I'm not going <laughs> to. <laughs> yeah. I can't yeah. afford them anymore. I've had eight. So. Yeah. I, I can think of two incidents where I drove um, after having drink drank too much. Mm. Um and it's embarrassing. And I will say the first one. This is on Phoenix. I was visit, I was hanging out with some friends. Uh, and the bar closed. And we were all going to go to somebody's house. And it was raining in Phoenix at the time. So if you know what rain is like in Phoenix, it's torrential. It's not drizzle. There's no drizzle. It just When it rains, it's <laughs> monsoon. And it was raining really hard. I was literally one eyeballing it while I was driving. And lights came up behind me. Oh, and I'm like, oh, this is it. And you're instantly sober, right? right? In your brain. Well, you <laughs> I know so. if I had to blow in the thing, it would show up. But uh, I was instantly like the adrenaline rushes through you, you know, and I pulled over and he shot past me and pulled over the guy in front of me. Yeah. And Why I was he pulling that guy over? Did you? For whatever reason. I don't know. I, I you were drunk. You thought yeah. he was driving great. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to follow this guy. <laughs> I'm going to do what this guy does. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I turned around and I went straight home. That Ooh, was the end of that. Wow. And I, I never did that again to that extent. I uh-huh. was never like that. But, you know, there's times that I would go out and have dinner and, and I'd have two drinks or something and I'd drive home. And I learned after being a cab. Even two drinks? Even two drinks. I can't do two drinks. I might do one. And even then, not. But definitely not after two drinks. I think two drinks I can drive, but I am aware that I'm not 100%. Well, so. see, two drinks, I know I could still drive. It's just if a couple did pull me over and put the thing in my mouth and said blow, it would show up, and then I'm screwed. talking about the PBT, right? Yeah, the, the breath. The four-hole breath test. Because you yeah. said he put something in your mouth and said blow. <laughs> that might get me out of the ticket. <laughs> well, not the way you blow. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so I'll leave that one alone. Let's spin the wheel for the next topic. Yeah. Oh I just God. want to say something before you spin that again. I hope it's not about blowing. No, we okay. have, uh, we're at the age where when I first started driving, cop would pull you over and if he thought you were drunk, he'd just tell you to go home and be careful. Or he'd tell you to pull over, call a friend and right. go home. Yeah. So, I mean, they've gotten a lot stricter since I, we. Um, yeah, it's not like that now. Mm-hmm. In fact, okay, I'm going to tell a bad story. 
I had an incident where there was a kid from downtown that I took to his vehicle. Mm-hmm. He had been drinking. I dropped him off at his vehicle and I said, are you sure you want to be at your vehicle? Cause you know, the cops are out here tonight. It's pretty severe. Oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm just going to sleep in my car. I'm like, where are you going? He was going about 30 miles away. I'm like, that would be a great ride for me tonight. I could sure. use the money. So I'm trying to convince him to ride with me, but he insists. So I leave. And as I'm going around the corner, I see uh, one of the police Broncos uh, parked on the corner. Just watched the whole thing. Uh-huh. And I drove past him and I, I thought, ah, it's not my problem. I tried. But I get another block and I decide I should point it out the best I can. I should do something. So I turn around. I come back up the block and park right by the kid again. The kid was still trying to get into his car with his keys. Hadn't even opened the door yet. And I rolled down my window and I said, hey, listen. And I point out the cop sitting at the top of the street there. He, He notices the cop and he says, oh, shit. I guess I should go with you. Mm-hmm. And he walks to to my car, and the cop flips on his lights and just drove up on us. Well, he was just like two driveways away. Yeah. And he comes between me and the kid. He gets out and he goes, "What's going on here?" And I said, "I'm just trying to help him make a good decision." So the kid's coming around the front of the cop's car to come to my side door, and the cop says, "This is what bothers me the most." He pointed his finger in my face and he said. You need to let him make his own decisions. Yeah, that's wrong. And I I was flabbergasted. Uh-huh. I didn't know what to say. He took the kid's ID. He went through it. He was looking for anything to get this kid on for whatever it was. Right. But there was nothing. So the kid gets his stuff back and he gets in my car. I took him uh, downtown to the 24-hour eatery here. Uh-huh. Uh, and... He went inside. And- he went inside and he was just going to have coffee and sit there. I said, give it three hours. Now, I'm wondering if... The cop was actually looking for this kid, and they knew they would have him if he got in the car. I, maybe he was mad at you for intervening. He uh, he was clearly mad at me for mm-hmm. intervening. I don't think they were waiting on the kid. I think he just happened to be there for the curve. Okay. People that come around, there's that, that yeah. roundabout and a curve that goes up yeah. on that street, and he's trying to catch somebody going speeding. Mm-hmm. But he saw me dropping off a drunk kid at his car, mm-hmm. and he was just waiting for the kid to open the door. Once he gets in the door... The kid's got physical control of the right. car because he has his key. It may not be started, but it's right. still physical control, and he still can. Did the cop see you drive by him, and maybe he said, "Yeah, I drove past the cop right. to, to leave." Yeah, yeah I, I've had other situations. I've like had that. a situation where I uh, two, took two girls to a house, and then one of the girls said, "I'm just going to go back to my car." Right, I remember this. Oh, did I talk about this yeah. on the show? Yeah, uh-huh. and uh, you made I her stay at her friend's house. I said, "Look, I can either take you to the." police station or i can take you to or you can stay here with your friend because i am not taking you to your car you can't drive and she was mad yeah she was i mean she was ready to punch me yeah i said look i just can't do it yeah i take it Mm -hmm. i think we talked last week or the week before about where do we draw the line and that's one of the lines yeah i will not take someone to their car unless they're getting something out of it sure even then, they run a danger. Cops can pick and choose. I think the car, the key actually has to be in the ignition, though. You have to have it in your possession. Okay. I thought, yeah. if, I thought if you were like in the back seat sleeping with the keys in your pocket, you're fine. So, I, from what I understand, this is a discretion of the officer, okay. right? And um, Which is fair. Yeah, but the, the general rule is if a cop can find the key on your person or in your vicinity, that means you have direct access to get into the mm. car and drive. Well, no, that's the argument. Right. But now it's up to the discretion of the cop yeah. of whether or not it's the, the context. He did say, like, up in the parking garage, if you're parked up in the parking garage, um, 
you could be sitting in the parking garage with your key in the ignition and the car running and you won't get a DUI. Oh, really? Because you don't have direct access to a roadway. I guess it varies with states too, which what is considered sure. physical control. Because I've seen on TV, cops will come up to someone sleeping in their car with the car running and they'll say, just turn your keys off and throw them on, this, on the floor over there. You'll be fine. Yeah, I encourage people, if you're going to be in your car, put your keys like under that bush over there. And just mm. stay in your car. Just put them in your, I would just say put them in your glove box. Somewhere where a cop, I say, wouldn't find it. Yeah. Um, okay. You ready for the next one? I am. You want me to roll it? Yeah. Five. Five. Five is a get to know you. Get to know you. Um, wouldn't you like to get to know me? You're first. Okay. Well, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Um, what is the most petty reason you've ever broken up with somebody? And I was thinking, you know, I've broken up with some girlfriends. The one time I realized it was petty, but I was so mad I didn't care. I hopped in the shower. I told my girlfriend, order pizza for delivery. And she orders it. And I'm out of the shower. I get dressed and pizza comes it's a fucking tomato and onion pizza and to me those are two ingredients on the rest of something else right but that's all she ordered was a onion and tomato pizza and she's known me well enough to know i like you know pepperoni mushrooms i like green peppers i never just get tomato and onion uh -huh. that's to me that's just like why you know why would you do that i feel like even at the pizza place if you called and said i'd like a tomato and onion pizza they'd go what? Yeah, I'm sure they did. I'm sure she had to explain it three or four times. <laughs> but I said, that's it, man. So I gave her a pizza, told her to get in her car. I'm serious. And I said, see you later. Nice knowing you. <laughs> I have to admit, there were things leading so you up knew, to it. Okay, that's what I was going to say. Right? You knew this was petty. It looked like my out. Because I was like uh, thinking of, well, should I break up with her? Maybe not, you know. That's a good question. The, the better question is, have you ever, what kind of out did you use to right. get out of a What was the lamest out you used? Yeah. To get it? So what, what's the lamest reason you ever broke up with uh, somebody? Because their dick was bigger than yours? <laughs> <laughs> that has never happened, ever. Okay. Um, I don't, I, to be honest, I never broke up with people. Never. Not until after divorce. Not until I started. Well, that's kind of a breakup. No, I, I didn't even initiate the oh, divorce. Okay. I didn't want to get divorced. Do you think it's you're willing to try to work everything out? With the divorce, yes. I believed it could have been worked out. Okay. I honestly Maybe do. Maybe it could have. Yeah, I, I do think it was. I think this was her decision just not to do it. She didn't want to go any further. Which, you know, that's fine. That was her decision. Did she time. use a petty reason as an out? I don't. No, I don't think okay. so. I think she just made a choice. Okay. You and know. I think this is one of those states you could pretty much just divorce anybody. Yeah, this for is any a no reason, fault state. Right? Yeah. Um, my my situation growing up, I think of all the dating I ever did, I would be with them, and if it just started deteriorating or falling apart, I just did nothing. So you basically are you saying you like basically ghosted them? No, or? I didn't leave. It's just oh. them. I waited until they said I don't want to date anymore, and I'd go okay. Oh. Do you think you did things that would maybe make them want to break up with you? Sure. 
Okay, so it's more of a yeah. passive-aggressive type yeah, of Yeah, I might have been more passive-aggressive. Not like I was trying to make it happen, but yeah. I probably just saw the writing on the wall. Like and if just... you knew she hated it when you left the toothpaste cap off, you would do it on purpose. No, I never did that. When I say passive-aggressive, I mean more like I know she's not happy um, and I don't say anything until she has to say something. Okay. I wanted her to be the bad guy in that oh, context. Uh -huh. And and I know better now that's not helpful. Um, it's not healthy. Right. And there is no bad guy. I'm I'm learning that as more as a, you know, after my divorce, I'm learning that when you get into a relationship to date, to learn about somebody and you decide it's not what I want, it's not that one is a bad person and the other more than the other. It's just two people didn't agree on something or they're not the same. And then you just say she can say, you know, I don't want to be with you and you go, cool. You know, I like this, I like this, I like this, but I don't think this is going to work out. So, mm -hmm. blah. Um, I can say that since divorce, though, I have pulled the trigger on a lot of relationships with great confidence and complete empathy. You mean ending empathy. them? Ending them, mm -hmm. yeah. And with empathy, not out of anger, not out of, um, you know, you are this and you suck and, and you got some problems. I don't believe right. that anymore that is not an existing thought in my mind right. anymore in any relationship and you don't actually have to bring those things up to break up with somebody someone yes. should respect you enough to realize you know this isn't going any further yeah and you know the person's not going to change right they don't have to change right they can be exactly as they exactly. are exactly yeah and it's not that it's bad or good right any more than mine is. just because you have a size shoe a size five shoe and you you know normally wear nines it doesn't mean the shoe's bad Right. It right. just doesn't fit. It's just not the right fit. Right. Yeah. I was going to say, and she leaves him on her goddamn porch. <laughs> I'm just kidding. And, then and I trip over him every fucking night. And then lose my car without my permission. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think I've gotten better at that. But um, it would be more realistic to ask the other person what's the most petty reason someone has broken up with you before because in those relationships where i pulled the trigger yeah and someone may fail to see that it, i'm standing on equal ground with them not saying i'm better than or something like that they may still have the perspective that there was some other reason mm -hmm. and right uh, the question would be what what did they feel well, was I'm, so petty i'm sure most people have broken up with someone for a stupid reason I mean, you I mean, using the stupid reason, yeah, yeah. as the as the, as out. the impetus, yeah, right. the catalyst. Yeah, that's interesting. But uh, yeah, I, I'm but learning how to break people. That was my people. most petty reason for breaking up. Okay, so get to know me. Don't order fucking onions and tomatoes on my pizza, mm -hmm. or you're out. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What do I have to get to know me? I have a while back. We had a conversation about. You know, what did we not tell our parents when we were growing up? We talked okay. about that we got away with. Yeah, things that we got away uh -huh. with. What was one of mine? Mine was uh, uh, changing the channel. You and your right. brothers That's had right. this system of watch not watching PBS. Yeah, we'd watch, watch Star Trek. Star, and, we'd watch yeah. cartoons and stuff. Yeah. yeah, I would get grounded on purpose sometimes. Get grounded on purpose. Yes. So my parents would ground me on a, on a dime for being five minutes late. Okay. For and they'd say you're grounded for a week. Oh, for a or week. Or you're grounded for, for two late. weeks, uh -huh. depending on what it was. You right. know, the severity of it. But it was like a knee jerk. Spur of the moment. Yeah, it was a knee jerk uh, punishment. Yep, you're grounded for a week. You're grounded for two weeks. Did they even ask? Like, say you were ten minutes late for coming home. Would they ask you why you were late? 
and then yeah. base it off of that, or would it? No, no. So it never really mattered why I was late. I could have. I could have. What if the bus had a flat tire? Right. Then you should have thought of that. Oh, literally, this is literally what my mother would say. Well, you should have thought about that and left a few hours earlier or a minute earlier or something like really? that. Really? Yeah, yeah. I get stuck behind a train. Well, you should have thought about that or read the train schedule uh, before you left. It doesn't uh, work around the... here, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. Not no, with these oil trains. Her, her her blanket response was always, well, you should have thought about that before you, you know, ended up leaving okay. when you did. Mm-hmm. That just doesn't work. I could have been performing CPR on someone, saved their lives, driven to the hospital. You should have thought of that guy having a heart attack. Exactly, and I still would have got grounded, right? Uh, At least that's how I But why would you get grounded on purpose? Okay, so. This doesn't make sense to me. It does make sense. Watch. Um, When I get grounded, I would be expected to stay in my room at night. Okay. And occasionally I would come up and I would get a drink of water and go back to my room. Uh And uh, that's okay. Things like that. A snack? Yeah, something. You know, they let you have a snack, but I would make a representation that I was doing my time. Okay. And they could check in. They would see me in my room doing uh-huh. whatever. Crying. <laughs> Crying into my pillow. Drawing pictures of adults being hanged by the neck with guns oh, pointed God. at them. No. Good Lord. Who hurt you? <laughs> <laughs> what was that? No, no. But I learned very quickly that they began to trust that I did stay in my room i did stay home i did not go out of the house when i was grounded so if they said you were grounded they wouldn't like come check to make sure you were down there eventually eventually it just was david did his time right so now thomas you're having a party in two weeks on said date okay i would purposely get grounded for that week okay but you're not invited so i'm calling (laughs) your mom and telling her you're here (laughs) <laughs> but I would get grounded if I wanted to be gone that entire time at that party and not worry about having to be home or anything like that. I would get grounded for the week of that event. So you could stay out as late as you want. Right. Because otherwise, if you asked for permission, they'd say, okay, but be home by 10 o'clock. Which I wasn't going to do. Because you wanted to be out till 2 o'clock. Till whenever. When all the hot women got there. Yeah. And so. Dude, that's... I would get, no, hang on. I would get grounded. I would go out like the week before or whatever or in midweek. And, and I would do something get bad. Yeah. I'd get one week grounding. And then the start of the night would come. And I'd stay home. And I'd get up and get a drink of water. And I'd mm-hmm. talk to them for a minute and go back downstairs in my room. And around bedtime, they'd go to bed knowing full well I'm in the house. And I would sneak out the window and go do whatever it is that I wanted to do. And that way you could stay out till 4 in the morning. Yeah, it wouldn't matter. That's very calculating. Yeah. What? What? The, what you're <laughs> saying you did. <laughs> Yes, it was very calculating. I, I knew their behavior, and I set a precedent for them to trust me. Uh-huh. And then I... I'm I, just wondering what would have happened if there had been a fight at the party and the cops ended up bringing you home. Yeah, well, that would have been something. Else. <laughs> that would have been a bridge I would have had to cross, <laughs> right? <clears throat> that would have, But, yeah, I wasn't that kind of guy. I didn't, uh-huh. I didn't drink all through high school, so it was never that yeah. issue. And But it still doesn't mean that... Well, hang on. I was never a fighter either. I was literally the chihuahua that bounced around going, yeah, yeah, motherfucker, yeah, yeah. I had big friends. But that doesn't mean something couldn't have happened that, you know, maybe a girl got too drunk and the ambulance had to come, so they bust the party up that way or something. Yeah. Yeah. There were a lot of times I was late just because I was driving my my friends home. I was a taxi driver even when I was in high school, you know. Um, But it didn't matter what my reasoning was. I always was grounded for, for that. I was never like... I was never like uh, 
tagging people's property or causing right. vandalism or having sex and 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 getting girls Still pregnant not. and and uh and drinking alcohol and and getting mm. in fights i was never that guy yeah you know so my worst crime was being late yeah well interesting yeah that's me i'm not like that now no you don't try to get grounded no but i do what if somebody invited you to something you didn't want to go to would you say i've already got plans and then make plans on that night to you know as an adult right yeah. now no I would, say, I, I would lie. Know. I would lie, and I'd say, "Oh, my kids need me for right. this and this." Because, oh, okay. because there's no one's going to blame you for sure. You know, yeah. hiding behind your kids. Some people actually do feel pretty hurt when you decline an invitation to something, though. I'm, I've had that happen that someone is like almost in tears that wow. I said I couldn't go. So, yeah, cool. Was that our show? That's it. That's our show. Wow, we did it. Yeah. Hey, uh. Listen to this, man. You know that uh, companies are becoming more and more inclusive and woke, right? Like, for instance, uh, Barbie dolls, you know, they got them being not only just nurses, and but they've got them, you know, being welders and car mechanics and stuff. Oh, true, yeah. Did you know there's never been a pregnant Barbie doll? And do you know why? Are you sure there's never been? There's never been a pregnant Barbie doll. Do you know why? Why? Because Ken comes in another box. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> shut up. Stay positive, kids. <laughs> Have a good night. Don't get your Barbies pregnant. David will ground you. <laughs>